Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man on Post podcast. I am your host, Ross. I am back in the host chair. I've had a few weeks off because uh, the NFL season was finishing, so I wanted to watch that. Lazy. Um, yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm back now, and I'm fully engaged with football. Uh, joining me this week, we have Colin and Adam. Good evening, fellas. Hello there. Hello. How are you? Had a nice weekend? Very good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad, Colin, no. Apart from the league Fi- result, obviously. Well, yeah. I fixed a set of draws today. Oh, wow. Well, I say fixed. I, I fixed two of the three draws. Um, For a second, th- when you said I fixed a set of draws, I thought you were talking about the Premier League fixtures. Uh, <laughs> well, how no, much influence do you wield? <laughs> no, these are wooden ones. Um, but yeah, draws one and two work, but the third one's broken still. Oh, right. <laughs> That's a for next weekend. No, leave it. It'll do. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think it was an IKEA job. But I don't know. It might have been Argos. Oh, sure. that's, your, that's your first mistake. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Swedes know how to do this sort of stuff. They do. Even if you can't read their instruction manuals. <coughs> right. Let's talk some football. Here is the North London derby. Tottenham beat Arsenal. Came from behind after Ozil opened the scoring. Two goals from Harry Kane. He is one of their own. Um, 21st and 22nd goals of the season he scored. Not bad. Arsenal definitely uh, missing Sanchez, though, in this game. I think they tried to set up the same way they tried to set up against Man City, and it it just backfired on them in this game. Do you not think that's giving Man, um, Tottenham a bit too much credit? Well, from what I saw, I saw for pretty much the second half on, and Tottenham were the only team that looked like they were ever going to win. Oh, absolutely. That's not rubbish. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Well, I, mean, I mean, just in their mentality. Do you not think Tottenham aren't Man City? Why are Arsenal setting up like this? I'm not disagreeing with you. No, but yeah, they shouldn't be doing this. They've, they've always, well, as long as I can remember, really, they've always got their hand up in these sort of games. They, they tend to beat Tottenham more often than not. And, well, I don't know. It's just, it was just an odd game, really, I think. Arsenal rubbish. Didn't look out for it at all, didn't they? I've got nothing more to say then. <laughs> just diabolical. <laughs> was the uh, goal was slightly controversial, I suppose. Was he offside? He was offside, yeah. Mm. But, like, I'm not saying that the, we're not going to criticise any referee for not giving that. No, it was <laughs> when, inches. When you are offside by two inches. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been more, actually, because David Ospina made quite a lot of saves uh, in the second half. It was constant pressure from Spurs. Colin, any thoughts on the, the North London derby? I think you're underplaying Spurs down a bit. Mm. I mean, I, I know you're saying Arsenal were rubbish and maybe had a bit of an off day, but the performance in the league shows that they're not rubbish. Mm. So that sh- just shows how good Tottenham are. Tottenham had 23 shots on goal in this game. So I can very much agree with you that if we're looking at the second half, Tottenham yeah. weren't all that in the first half. The first half was just a just a diabolical football game. Yeah. Um, a little comment, just to add on what you're saying about Spina Russ, is that um, he was getting quite a lot of criticism from Michael Owen mm. for um, palming the ball into dangerous areas. Yes. I mean, but he was getting the ball so wide, <laughs> they just were still dangerous areas. That wasn't really his fault. No. But there was, a, there was one, I'm not sure if it was when they scored from or not, I think it was maybe the sec- no, the first goal. Yeah, that's happened at the far post. And you wonder whether it's almost he's got too strong a, set, a hand to it mm. because he just needs to turn it round a bit. Like concede the corner. Yeah. And don't have such a strong arm at it. Yeah, because he just knocks it straight down into Kane's path, didn't he? And Kane was unmarked at the, the far post and slide it home nicely. I did. I, I mean, I think you're being if you're. 
if we are saying that, though, you are being hypercritical, and I thought maybe that was a, a bit unfair of Michael Owen, because he was getting, it's not like he was just lobbing the ball out into the middle of his six-yard box. <laughs> no, three shots on goal. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tottenham were very good, actually, from what I saw second half. Obviously, I missed the first half, but yeah, it was... Uh, he keeps that race for what, fourth, I suppose. They're all kind of involved, aren't they? Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United. Third, I'd say. I think. Def- definitely. I mean, what have you got? You've got uh, Southampton on 45. You've got Arsenal on 42. With Man U and Tottenham in the sandwich between them. Mm. Liverpool are hitting form, so maybe they could climb into that. Um, so, yeah, it's all, it's all to play for. So you can I drop think back into it. I'd like, to, I'd like to say that as well. <laughs> I, genuinely, I genuinely think they can, because... I, City struck me as the kind of we'll, um, we'll get on to City later I'm sure but yeah I'll leave it till we get on to City later actually. we can move on to City now this game Hull should have been four or five goals clear in the first half just constant pressure Joe Hart gets a lot of criticism but he made some decent saves in this first half <laughs> he's not going to get any criticism here Colin is he <laughs> not from me <laughs> But yeah, they were, they were saved by James Milner. A, a lovely free kick right at the end. It, it did seem strange that, still, uh, that Milner was the one taking that free kick of all the players they have on the pitch. But Milner's not doing himself any any <laughs> any disservice when he needs a new contract, is he? No, his, his uh, weekly wage is rising every every week. It seems he's their best player. And Sergio Aguero was marked out of this game by Alex Bruce and. Oh. <sighs> Me and Colin feel, saw feel Bruce. The band. Yeah, me and Collins, Colin saw Bruce play quite a lot for Leeds and fairly average a lot of the time. Headless chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be a bit more nice, but yeah, basically. Nepotism. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, this strikes me as two points drop for Hull. I think. That seems crazy, but when you say that, you need to qualify that by saying the way the game went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were on top for a large portion of this. City had some chances second half, but it wasn't going their way, really. I think they, they just set up completely wrong. Two holding midfielders at home to hull. And that's because their squad, that's because for all the money that's spent, their squad isn't actually that good. No. Because who would you play there in midfield? The only other option they've got is replace one of the holders with Frank Lampard. And yeah. <laughs> as well, much as Colin loves Frank Lampard, he's not going to be starting Premier League games, I don't think. As much as, yeah, not consistently for the whole month when Yaya Torre has been missing. Yeah. And what so, seems so strange to me is how evident it's been that Man City are missing that missing Yaya Toure mm. when for me he's been quite poor this season well, he's missed six games I think this season and they haven't won any of those games I think that's a bit of a misnomer I, th- I think yeah the stats do say that Yaya Toure is important but I think the simple fact is, is that there's a lot of those Manchester City players who we know are world class who just aren't stepping up mm. and they're not doing enough so if you look at the amount of goals scored especially from midfield I think that was Milner's first First weekend, six games was last goal. I think there's uh, quite a few others in there who haven't scored at all this season, mm. and it's just not good enough from players that, of that quality. Yeah. Well, you've you're, you've hit the nail on the head there, Colin, because even a player as good as David Silva mm-hmm. doesn't score enough goals for me. No, no, I'd agree. He's he's very good. That's the that's the he's, thing he's, lacking he's not, in this game, isn't it? Because he's just looking for the pass too often. But I have a deeper problem with Man City, and I think that it goes all the way back to just... They seem to have a mentality problem. Yeah. And this isn't something... This is something that's been in, clearly been there for... Ever since they became a big club. Ever since they moved into this upper echelon of challenging for league titles. Mm. And I think that they made an absolutely huge mistake last summer in not just doing absolutely everything in their power to try and go and get Mourinho. Yeah, this this wouldn't have happened to Chelsea if they were one down at half-time to half. They would have come out of the blocks flying and scored three or four, I'd assume. I just think they need... Mourinho, he, he, he could stay at Man City, only be at Man City for three or four years, as we know it's his want most of the time. Hmm. And you just think that he could he could turn around the next 
15 years for this club without even being there. Yeah. But you just look at the way they go about defending their own title, and it's just... Pitiful. It's pitiful. I would say that in the last four years, this is the first season when I would say they haven't got the best squad in the Premier League. Mm. And look at what they've... That, what, they haven't lived up to that billing in that time. In, yeah. that, in those four years, that's two Premier League titles. And an FA Cup, that's not that's not good enough. No, you don't need more than that. Uh, the thing is, I, I've, got, I've got some sympathy with Man City, and I, and I don't think they're out of the title hunt yet. I think they've still got a chance. Because Man City have been poor, I agree. But I think Manchester United have been really poor. I think Arsenal have been really poor. I think Liverpool have been really poor. They're not alone. And you could say Chelsea are doing well at the top of the table, but they haven't even been playing that well recently. No, but we'll come on to them next. That's the thing. I, I, know, I never once thought when it was 1-1 against Villa yesterday that they were not going to win that game. They just do what they need to do to win games, Colin. Hmm. How often do, have you seen them in the... They, there was a really ruthlessly interesting, efficient, Chelsea. There was a really interesting stat that I heard in the um, when I was watching a Chelsea game in the last week or so was that they haven't won a game this season one nil, <laughs> which no. is the kind of thing you'd think that Chelsea would do, but it's because they go two nil up and then just kill the game. Yeah, just suffocate teams after that. And they went for a habit in sort of like November time when they were conceding a stupid goal mm. and making it a bit tough for them, but they were still winning the games two one. <laughs> Yeah, but that said, I mean, if you look at the, the recent form, there's not a huge amount of difference between Chelsea and Man City. Chelsea have only won six out of the last ten. City have only won five. Have won five out of the last ten. Fair enough. But mm. out of the other results, Chelsea have lost two, and City have only lost one. I think over so, the remainder of the season, though, you can see City dropping more points than Chelsea. Just like I think, you go back to what Adam said, it's the mentality. Mourinho wouldn't let them think that they're not the best or that sort of thing. I think Pellegrini's not got that same character, has he? Do you wonder whether... But they had the same problem under Mancini. That's why I think it's a, it, it's something that's deep-rooted in the club. Mm. And I'm not sure whether it maybe is the fact that you say about them thinking they're the best. I wonder whether not thinking it's the best. I wonder if maybe it's the opposite. <laughs> whether sometimes you think they think they're too good for it and they just turn up and... Sometimes you feel like maybe they've still got a little bit of that, just sort of every player is mm. a little bit of a mercenary for hire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it may be just that they still see themselves as trying to compete with Man United for like, the biggest club in Manchester. There's that inferior, inferiority complex about them. But that's going to take you 20 years to <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. They and need I think to start that, turning around now. I think it's as you said about them dropping more points because Colin might be right about about Yaya Torre not necessarily being the the cause of the fact that they lost the six games he's not playing. It might be coincidence. Mm. But if it's not, there's every chance that even if he does come back, well, he he's obviously playing right now in the African Cup of Nations final. Yeah. Um, heaven forbid he could pick up an injury. He could come back and not be full fitness. He could, all sorts of things could could affect him if mm. he isn't firing on, on all cylinders for the rest of the next four weeks or so you could, in four weeks time we could be sitting here talking about Man City who have absolutely nothing to play for this season they could yeah. have been knocked out of the Champions League by Barcelona they're fighting for third place or second or third place and you could be looking there thinking it's not likely but there's a chance they might not even finish in the Champions League places mm. That's not a bold call, by the way. No. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds a bit harsh. <laughs> Villa, they scored a goal. Yay. They've mm. ruined it, if anything. <laughs> like, they were two minutes away from 11 hours before when they scored. Either win the game <laughs> or lose to nil. Don't, <laughs> I don't want anything in between that. <laughs> Jonas Akore with the goal, uh, completely unmarked from the across. If I was the referee, I'd, be, I'd have disallowed it. Just, I'd have found something. <laughs> it's like, did you see the the um, the Aston Villa fans with the arrows? Yes. It was like something out of Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they certainly showed uh, Paul Lambert's stats. He's won all. He's it was his hundredth game as Villa boss. He has lost forty nine of those games. 
Uh, he's got 101 points from 100 games, and less I, than a goal a game as well. I, I think I'm going to differ with at least you, Bruce, and po- possibly Colin, but I feel sorry for Paul Lambert. I do a little bit. He's, he's received no backing at all, has he? I just year? think, but I don't think that, I think he's just done his job. Mm. It's like every, all of us here, we all go to a job and we all give them, our boss gives us targets. And yeah. whether that's something that they do yearly or quarterly or some sort of review. And every time his t- job is spend less money than you did the week, the, <laughs> spend less money than you did the year before, yeah. don't get relegated. Yeah. And here we are. It's annoying because probably every season we've done this podcast, we've, at least one of us, I think, has probably predicted Villa to go down. Yeah, at this stage of the season, they look like it, but they always stay We've up. always wanted them to go down, because <laughs> sometimes you wonder whether it would be good for them. Yeah, I can't. I've, I've bit, heard it on a, podcast. I think Tom said it, didn't he? That it could be the best thing for them. A bit Newcastle-y. Yeah, exactly. Look at them. Uh, another stat that, that Ross didn't mention is that out of those 100 games, he's won 25. Mm. So that's a 25% win ratio. That's unacceptable for any Premier League manager. Avoiding relegation, avoid relegation three seasons in a row. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> he's been fortunate to do that if he's only winning one in four. Wasn't it you? Okay, now wasn't he completely just dropped him? Wasn't it you, Ross? Who did you tweet or did you put it in the chat that interesting stat about when they played Arsenal about the wage bill? Yes. Yeah, the Arsenal was almost what three times. More than it was. There was something like it, it had gone from Arsenal's had, had Arsenal's wage bill had climbed astronomically. Yeah. Whereas four years ago, when Villa were finishing sixth, mm. they were only thirty million apart. Yeah. Vill- Villa's has gone down by thirty million pounds, and Arsenal's has <laughs> gone crazy. And that there's a direct link between the money you you pay players and you ha- what you're putting on the pitch mm. and the performances you get. I, I think I think there's a and aside to that, um, the, the reason the wages weren't dissimilar years back is as a, an inheritance of the crazy days under Martin O'Neill, who yeah. spent stupid money. Oh, no, I agree. I, those were probably... Not, that wasn't the inheritance under Martin O'Neill. That was probably Martin O'Neill's Aston Villa that were being compared. Mm. And I can, you're, you're spot on, but that's exactly why... That's why Villa have fallen to where they are. But it, that, I just think... Absolutely every problem at Aston Villa is explained by the amount of money they're, pay- they're spending. Yeah. Just out of interest, I was, I was watching the game and I was like, shit, Tom Cleverley's at Aston Villa. <laughs> I'd forgot about that. He actually looked quite good. I've been off, off Cleverley a lot on this podcast, but he actually looked quite uh, effective in that role he's playing there. I've always liked Tom Cleverley. Yeah. Oh, look, let's, let's cut, cut, cut this, right? The, the thing is, he, he's going to look good because Aston Villa is shit. Oh, yeah, he's playing on right? the Aston Westwood. They're not good at all, right? I mean, you could argue if you'd got rid of Paul Lamb, but they wouldn't do any better. But the manager's shit. Most, some of the players are shit, apart from maybe like the likes of your Cleverly and your Delph and your Ron Vlaar. It's been okay, a, little bit, a little bit of the Adeboyor syndrome. He had that first season, scored loads of goals, got his yeah. nice new contract. Not really done anything since. Obviously, he broke his leg, but... But he's still a Belgian first-team... International, isn't it? I presume it's Benteke and Lukaku up front. Um, I assume so. They've yes. got plenty of choices, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> They're not wanting for talent, but yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, like Ham said, they'll stay up this year. They always do. And Paul Lambert will be in this same situation this time next year. <laughs> I just I just think he, d- he doesn't get any respect. No. Tough job. Very tough job. And mm. it I don't think it was a great career move for him. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure he's a brilliant manager. <laughs> that's, that's just my personal personal take on it. And obviously, I mean, me and Ross have known him as well from from our League One days when he was in charge of Norwich. Mm. Well, that's what it, that's what I think. It, does that not tell you that he's managed to get a team promoted consecutively, back back, yeah. and then keep? Wait, did he he kept them up and then left? Um. I want to say yes to that. I, I don't think he did. Well I, don't think, I don't think he did an Owen Coyle and left mid-season, did he? No. I'm fairly sure he kept them up. Yeah, and then took and the now job. Yeah, I kept Villa up every season, so I don't see yet where he's really failed or underachieved. Is maybe not the word I want to use because you 
Mm. Depends what you consider achieving, but I don't see where he's had his failure. Um, let's talk about a manager that has failed and underachieved massively, uh, who's no longer uh, employed by club either. Harry Redknapp, he resigned this week, if we're to believe that story, because his knees can't take football management anymore. Yeah, lots mm. of pictures. Can we, somehow, the, somehow the press got hold of some pictures of him walking around in crutches. <laughs> Unbelievable. Don't know how they got those. The, 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 the greatest thing about this week uh, regarding Redknapp is that he tried to sign out by your on deadline day. That's the player you want for a relegation fight, isn't it? <laughs> Man, it's really going to put a shift in for you. <laughs> <laughs> Work hard for the team. <sighs> they lost to Southampton yesterday. Saints made hard work of it, really. Uh, but Mane scored in the 90th minute. I don't know how he managed to generate so much power with a side foot shot. It rocketed into the net. Um, there was this loud goal. <laughs> there was this loud goal, which kind of annoyed me a little bit because I have an issue with keepers getting free kicks when they get touched by anyone they are, they already have that advantage of being able to use their hands yeah it's kind of a big one isn't it mm, it's quite an advantage that is and it wasn't really touched that hard either and Anua uh, just prodded the ball home Kubiar though in even more trouble Charlie Austin was stretched off and was seen leaving the game uh, on crutches <sighs> Tim Sherwood might have his work cut out for him if he takes this job You've got to wonder whether Tim Sherwood's now thinking, ooh, do I want this job? <laughs> yeah, I tried it a week ago. In which case, he's got to start thinking, ooh, do I actually ever really want any job? None of them <laughs> seem to be good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, this is almost perfect. It's in London. It's not really that far from Tottenham. Just, maybe he's just going to his agent, yeah, I could take it, but how long do we reckon Mourinho's going to stick around for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a it man's ambition, really. This finger's not going to be around one. The Arsenal fans don't care that I used to manage Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, they'll forget that straight away. Uh, QPR haven't won since December 20th. Um, 2013. <laughs> it seems that way, yeah. Away from home. Sorry, let me finish. They were, they were just awful. Saints did an efficient job, really, in the end. Just have interest. This is the last game that, that QPR won that, wasn't, that was away from home on neutral territory. At Wembley. <laughs> yeah, I think it made a well of it, actually. What, they've played 11 away games this season, and they've played 24 games in total. I suppose it's just the only thing is if they, they could have won a, like a, a a Capital One Cup game or something. Oh, possibly. Yeah, they might ruin it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, any more thoughts on QPR or Saints? Uh, QPR going down. <laughs> yes. Willing to, willing, to, willing to nail my colours for that math now. 19 points minus 19 goal difference. It's the worst um, in the league apart from Villa. Villa have somehow got a worse goal difference. But they don't score goals, I suppose. We'll hinder that stat. Um, yeah. Southampton really needed that. Mm, yeah, keeps the pressure on. It, it puts pressure on City, I suppose, if anything. But the longer they keep, they, the longer they keep on going like this, the longer they keep seeming like they're proper. Mm. The more they wind up Tom and Greg. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a win for everyone involved. Really, yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on these two, Colin? No, the, the only thing I'd touch on is I think it was a little bit odd that Harry Redknapp left. Mm. Um, do you? I do. I, I think he's he, he is the sort of manager who's sort of up for a fight and he's been through so much with QPR that. Look, he's bottled it, hasn't he? Yeah. I imagine he was just in his office and um, the buzzer went and it was the chairman and he went. Harry, can you um can you come into my office? And he was like, Yep, sure I can, yeah. But um first of all, can you come into my office? I've got something to talk to you about. <laughs> went, yeah, yeah, but it's what I've got, Harry, it's really important. Can we just come can you, Yeah, yeah, so's mine. It's yeah yeah. I've been doing some thinking. Can you yeah, you can, <laughs> really good if you can come here because effectively you can't fire me. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I said at the start of the season, I'm, I'm talking about predictions, I'm, I'm historically bad at this. Um, at the start of the season, I said Redknapp would resign bef- well, before the end of the season and they'd be bottom of the table. They're two points off the bottom, but he's gone. See, look um, at that. Where's your parade? Luke exactly. Moore. Exactly. <laughs> I predicted the bad manager would get a team fired as well. Uh, get <laughs> <half of his> job. <laughs> 
But let's, uh, while we talk about that, let's see, I'm just going to find them now, but was there not some very interesting tweets from Tony Fernandez on deadline day? Oh, was there? Let me find them. I see this. Yeah, I haven't seen those, but I mean, while you're searching, Adam, I mean, it's just the whole, Harry Redknapp doesn't normally walk. You know, he's, he's, if he's, he can't. His knees are bad. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Um, but the thing is, if anything, he was due to get fired, and he would have got a massive payoff. So he's prob- by walking, or not walking, he's probably cost himself a few million quid. I don't know, he's probably wrangled some money out of it somewhere. So this was right. So on the morning of on the morning of deadline day, Tony Fernandez tweeted, "No more checkbook. We have good players. Bought all the players manager asked for in the summer." <laughs> dagger through Redknapp. Our, play, our players not mercenaries. Good guys. If something interesting comes up, we would look at it. But I'm not optimistic, given the right motivation. And there you go. That that sounds like the beginning of an argument. <laughs> Actually, no, it sounds like the end of an argument. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've made my point, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other, the other thing I'd say is that I'm, I'm not going to make too many jokes about Tim Sherwood because he, he might actually be all right if he takes a QPR job. <laughs> That's a big if. However, I think everything's been thrown into the mix, and we'll touch on it a little bit later because of other managerial or p- potential managerial casualties. Yes. I think there's potentially three Premier League jobs available hmm. I was joking on. I was joking about Mourinho something happened <laughs> before we move on to that just get those people we're going to talk about the uh, Merseyside derby it was right, an excellent game maybe from maybe from the from a neutral maybe, point maybe from the neutral and I had enough nervous energy without the, just the, without that game in my life on Saturday <laughs> so it was really bad like yeah my stomach was in knots <laughs> I was like I, I thought it was an excellent game. Played in the right spirit, apart from a little bust up near the end, which I was disappointed in both. Neither derby had that. No. And that's another thing I just want to talk about the Premier League. How how long do they think that we're supposed to believe that they've got a random fixture generator that generates generate <laughs> the the um, North London and Merseyside derby on the same day every season? Yeah, very convenient, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it's the same one that managed to always always have both. Manchester United, Arsenal, and Chelsea, Liverpool always have them. Always have them on the same <laughs> same weekend. <laughs> There's an error in there, coding on that program. Random. Mm. Uh, Jordan Ibe made his second league start, and he's he's a very brave man. He started a fight with um, Besic. Yeah, who terrifies me. Besic is underrated mental, I think. Yeah, he he's, looks he's, scary. And also another, um, my, well, I was watching the game with, with my best friend and the Arsenal fan because we watched them both together to mm. console each other. Because really. <laughs> I was honestly, I spent most of the day saying I thought we were going to get an absolute beating, so <laughs> I was quite happy with this result in the end. But um, yeah, I said that Besic terrified me because he was mental, and he said why, and I said because he's Bosnian, mm. he's got all those tattoos, and I think he's because he's Bosnian. He's seen some terrible things. Yes, yeah. and then his his whole name pointed up, and we realised his name his first name is Mohammed. Yeah, which makes me think he's seen some even more terrible things. <laughs> yeah, he's seen the dark side of this world. Yeah, yeah. Also, Jordan Henderson starting a fight with uh, Stephen Naismith. He's from Glasgow. Jordan probably not yeah. the best idea you've ever had. Really, <laughs> I like how after that sort of thing, like Jordan Henderson got booked, and then the yeah. whole time, as he was getting booked, the whole time. It was, it was as if Stephen Naismith was telling him off. Yeah. While the referee right there, and then <laughs> the referee just turns around and books Naismith, and then Naismith just carried on going. It's like he, <laughs> it's like he knew that Jordan Henderson had, had just retreated into his shell. Yeah. <laughs> he realised what he'd done. Oh, yeah. Crap. God, this was a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Where's... disappointed that um, Everton didn't start with a new loan signing, mind you. Oh, Lennon. Mm. Yeah, I, I uh, offline in our own private chat, I was making uh, Lennon and McCarthy gags. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a Beatles reference there, kids. Um, <laughs> I, I loved, I literally loved it. But it, it did come to fruition in the second half, didn't it? Yes. It did. I mean, I, I would say on this as well. I think it was a little bit. I think Everton were a bit. They poo-pooed 
the Stephen Gerrard show. Good. This is his, it's his last Merseyside derby, isn't it? I mean, you should have let him score a goal at least. Well, he tried. Everything he possibly could. He tried an overhead kick at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was literally... I thought, if that goes... Literally, fuck off. <laughs> if that had gone in... Oh, Christ. But did you not think, like... The, the coverage of Sky, just with, when you're talking about Jordan Ieb... Is it Ieb? I don't... I don't think anyone really know. knows. I always call him Ieb. But Jamie Carragher decided to say, well, it's like his proper debut because the other game didn't really count. That was yeah. ages ago. We just, we'll forget about that one. This is, this is a proper one. Like, but you can't just, like, try and add to the spectacle by claiming <laughs> this is his. No, that it's doesn't work. Debut. It's just like saying, oh, well, this is like Stephen Gerrard's. De-. No, it's not his debut. 701 games. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you not think that sometimes, that it was classic sort of, Two Liverpool pundits in in the mm. in the studio, and I didn't think this kid had anything any sort of special game. game. Did he? It didn't blow me away. No. Apparently, he's brilliant, and I'm sure I'll probably read something telling me that we should England should be build the team. <laughs> out in the he hit the woodwork. I think that was the highlight of his game. But yeah, if you were that good, you would have scored. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jamie, I, I, read, Jamie read that said it was close. Yeah, we literally hit the it, it hit the 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 woodwork. We know how close it was. <laughs> it hit the post. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Brendan Rodgers said that Liverpool are excellent, but then he he says that after every single game they ever play. So yeah, team oh. full of full of leaders, <laughs> um, great tacticians, very technical players. Um, great character. Yeah, great group. It sounds like management speak, Brenda. Spirit in the group, yeah. <laughs> and it, which is funny because he hates management speak. <laughs> Any more points on the um, side derby, Colin, for you? No. No. Let's talk about Leicester, Crystal Palace. Pardinho got another, another win for Palace. Uh, Leicester. This is actually funny now, isn't it? I, I love Pardinho. Every time he wins the game, it's even funnier. That's <laughs> <laughs> 13th. They could legitimately finish in top half of the Premier season. They could almost, well, the they're only four thing, points by Newcastle. The only thing that would be better is if, the only way this story could get any better is if Palace were playing Newcastle at St James's Park <laughs> on the last day of the season <laughs> and Newcastle were in the relegation zone <laughs> and by Crystal Palace winning that game... Newcastle went down. Maybe at Crystal Palace's expense, so they had to win. The winner of that game <laughs> went down. And there was just a... Then I would want to see a Crystal Palace fan holding a sign with a picture of Chief Wigan from The Simpsons saying, where's your Messiah now? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because Palace are playing Newcastle next weekend. Oh, no, uh, midweek, actually, this week. Uh, Wednesday night. I got uh, ahead of myself. Yeah. Never know, next season. But yeah, they won 1 0, and it's ultimately cost Nigel Pearson his job. Uh, I think it's crazy. Why sack him now? What are you achieving, yeah. Yeah, then um, have you seen four of their next away games? They have got Arsenal, Everton, Tottenham, uh, I think Chelsea, possibly. Yeah. What? They've got City to play as well. It, whoever takes this job is going to hide us nothing. Well, you say that that result cost him his job. I mean, I think that, together with having a go at his own fans previously, and also... Yeah, but trying to go show, him, can't he defend himself on that? Like, people are shouting abuse at you. Wouldn't you want to just say, like, fuck off to these people? I, I, I don't know. I think, I, think he, I think this was the end. I mean, the choking of James MacArthur... That mm-hmm. whole shenanigans. Yeah. Hold on, what, what have I missed here? You've seen this, Adam, yeah? No. Basically, um, Nigel Pearson isn't watching the action, um, and there's two guys on the ball, the ball goes further up the pitch, um, there's a coming together between Leicester player and Palace player, and James MacArthur goes basically tumbling into... Nigel Pearson. Um, then N- Nigel Pearson tries to throttle him. Um, then it's a bit of sort of like 
fun and banter grabbing, and then he just refuses to let go of his shirt. Yeah. This is, this when is you while say, in play. Just a question. When you say fun and banter grabbing, is that banter grabbing? Is that, is that Richard Keyes-esque? <laughs> because... Other people call that sexual assault. <laughs> no, he's just got hold of his shirt. Okay. He's trying to take it off, it looks like, on a picture. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to be jokey at the time, and then it sort of just goes on for too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's awkward. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm surprised, actually, Pardew didn't get involved. <laughs> he, he, loves, he loves a bit of action, doesn't he? Yeah. He's done well out of it. If you see it, he's stood right back in his dugout. Well, the thing is, Pardew, if you watch Pardew, the, the game's still going on. Yeah. And Palace are attacking, right? <laughs> while, while Pearson's attacking the Palace player. And, well, and he's like sort of like watching the game, and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, he's got my player, he's throttling him, right? Yeah, yeah, but what's going on? Are we scoring? And it's like, it was just comedy. But I, I'm imagine, sure. I imagine that he's watching the game and his spider senses are tingling. Yeah. Hang on, there's some trouble there. <laughs> I could get involved. <laughs> I'd, love to see, get... I'd love to see Pardew tell Pearson to shut his fucking noise. <laughs> that would not happen. <laughs> Pearson would deck him. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the job now up, up for grabs. And uh, Colin, who's the favourite? Let me give you the live updates as we speak. Um, the favourite is Martin O'Neill. Uh, Neil Lennon is second favourite, with Tim Sherwood third favourite. Of course, Sherwood didn't that. Do you think? Do you wonder whether any of those teams would, t- any of those managers would take that job? Lennon's doing a decent enough job with Bolton. He's turning them round. Yeah. So so leaving. Why would you go? Yeah, you're just putting. Even if you think Leicester are still, uh, maybe let's say put a sort of proposition, you're just going six months backwards, aren't you? Yeah. You're starting the same project six months backwards. Martin O'Neill is Ireland boss, is he? Martin O'Neill feels lazy to me. Yeah. I don't know, you, you know about this more than I do, Colin, but doesn't... Your management betting is your whole thing, but <laughs> would you not say? Oh, uh, oh absolutely. Um, basically, the, the bookies don't know what, what's going on at the moment. <laughs> because I, I think uh, Martin O'Neill's favourite is four to one. That's not the odds of a favourite. No. So I, th- I think they're sort of uh, just guessing at the moment. Um, and I think that I just think that Sherwood, unless he really goes, if he goes off QPR because he thinks they're they're done, mm. then Leicester are ju- are even worse. Aren't yeah, they? they're two points worse off. <laughs> so I could, I can't see how he can be third favourite when he seems nailed on for this QPR job. Yeah. Oh, hang on, Kevin Keegan's in there, six to one. Yeah. Make it happen. That's just that is literally someone who's run out of names. <laughs> Kevin Phillips, Steve <laughs> Walsh. Oh no, Kevin Phillips is work. Does he not work at Leicester? I think so. Yeah. Dennis uh, Wise uh, with his ridiculous hair. Neil Warnock and Harry Redknapp both at twenties. Just a quick question about um, Sherwood. He, as far as I'm aware, he still hasn't got his coaching badges, has he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what have you been doing for the last time? And why do you feel that you got given... I don't understand why the league gave him special dispensation to do it before. Mm. I don't understand why they give it to him again. I don't think... You, no, stop applying for jobs. You're not entitled. It's like... Yeah. It would be like me going around applying to, to for jobs to fly an airplane. Yeah, or like no. me applying to do your job. I can't do accountancy, but I'll learn <laughs> it. I'll, don't worry, I'll get it. I'll, it's fine. Um, like, I understand, yeah, you were there the first time. Sure, you, like... That'd be like me being the only person who hasn't passed out on a plane <laughs> and, and me flying it and them going, right, we're going to let you fly it, but we're going to talk you through it. You can bring the plane into land. Yeah. Well done, you're a hero. No, you can't fly more planes. <laughs> it's not how it works. Just back into the airport. All right, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the guy who, you're the guy who landed the plane yesterday. Yep. What are you doing here? I'm going to fly some more planes. No. (laughs) No, you're not. So, Colin, your advice is to not back any of these at the minute. Uh, Difficult, because I think there's a triangle of jobs available, because previously it was just QPR. Mm. Now Leicester City is in the mix, though I don't think anybody would touch Leicester City unless they were currently unemployed. You wouldn't leave your current job to join Leicester City at the bottom of the Premier League. (coughs) Neil Warnock. He wouldn't go to Leicester. It's too far away from Colmar. Um, uh, plus, he's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Leicester wouldn't touch him. Um, and then I think 
potentially the whole city job is at risk as well. That could become available. Mm. Because the current rumour is that Fulham are willing to offer Steve Bruce a £15 million contract to yeah. get them out of the Championship and into the Premier League. If Do you think this is... true? He's a, he's a fool to turn that down if he does turn down. Do you think this is genuine, then? Do you think this is proper, Colin? I think it's come from too many sources now for it not to be true. And I think from what we've seen from Fulham's current owner, that he just is quite happy to splash cash around like it's going out of fashion. And also, another thing would be said is that Bruce is a man who's not afraid to walk away from a job for another job. Yes, exactly. He loves the jump, jump ship. He, lo- he, does well, if you, he does quite well to, to not get himself tarnished with the brush of being fired. Mm. Yeah, I think like, fair play to him. Like you say about Pardew, Spidey senses, he can probably sense when his, uh, his time's come at a club. Time's up, let's go. Mm. He's in charge of Hull and he thinks Hull are going to be relegated, then he might as well swap Hull with Fulham. Yeah. And get paid an absolute fortune. Yeah. And um, not get fired. Just, yeah. And not be in Hull um, anymore. Really. <laughs> to be in Fulham is a much better place. I'm sorry, people in Hull, but it's, it's the truth. But then you could say the same thing about Fulham. That's, that's got a glass ceiling. It can only go so far. It can't compete with the other London clubs. Um, it can do, but you are in Fulham. The guy, the guy in charge of Fulham, Connolly, he, he's brilliant, is uh, American football team. They have a swimming pool in the stadium, in the stands. I would love seeing that at Fulham. Replace the cottage <laughs> with a swimming pool. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Swansea 1, Sunderland 1. Defoe scored again. Starting to make his uh, 80 grand a week seem relatively reasonable because they're going to stay up, aren't they? I'm really, I'm really disappointed when I saw the Premier League table and I saw just how many points Swansea have already got because I thought there was a chance mm. they could absolutely tumble and my prediction of them to go down. <laughs> but t- too many points. <laughs> yeah, 34 points. They're currently sitting in, what, ninth place, yeah. So I generally think, think they could be in, in trouble in the long run. Yeah, Gary Monk doesn't seem like the, the, the long-term choice, really. I'm not sure how much I... That was My whole thing was based on, on my lack of rating Gary Monk. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I overlooked Gilfie Sigurdsson and Wilfred, <laughs> Wilfred Boney. <laughs> yeah. But Wilfred Boney's gone now. Yeah, Gomez isn't Boney. And he wants to leave already, doesn't he? Uh, yes, I heard that as well. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This guy, he went, oh, I can't get a game because Wilfred Brony said, now Wilfred Brony's gone, time for me to leave. <laughs> if, I, if I actually play, some people are going to work out that I'm not very good. <laughs> Colin, any thoughts on these two? Yeah, again, again, I think you've been a bit harsh, Adam. I mean, Swansea, well-run club, financially stable, seven points ahead of Everton. So if Gary Monk's doing a bad job with his players at Swansea, then Martinez must be doing an awful job at Everton. I just think, wait and see at the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see Swansea above Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some Seven of Seven points, it's quite a gap. It's quite a gap. They'll make that up, I think. Them. I think Gary Monk's all right. Swansea haven't got a goal scorer anymore. No, they've got cash, and they can spend that in the summer. Well, yeah, it might be too late, though. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not going to get relegated, are they? No. And they're not going to get into Europe, so they're, they're in that sort of no-man's land, aren't they? Sort of Newcastle zone. The, the Newcastle zone, yeah. <laughs> um, so it doesn't really matter for them now, does it? No. Let's talk about uh, Super Draw Sunday, then. Uh, Burnley 2, West Brom 2, start the day off. I missed this one. I was in bed. Uh, good game. Didn't see it. Did no see this. Uh, Burnley 2-0 up after half an hour. Um, and then West Brom scored 2 to make it a draw. That's how football works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Burnley, they're out of the relegation point uh, zones at the minute. So I did see um, a nondescript player from Burnley whose name I probably have never known. Uh, giving an interview after the game and he looked like he was about to cry. <laughs> he generally said that it felt like a defeat. <laughs> um, was that the Danny Ings? No, Danny Ings was with him, so I know it wasn't. Oh. That's the one I know it wasn't Danny Ings. Oh. <laughs> Poor lad. 
Above this, in the uh, match report, uh, Pulis made two bold decisions for Sunday's game, handing the captain's armband to debutant Darren Fletcher following his move from Manchester United. And sending weird. Yeah, and sending Sardo Berrino to the naughty chair of the bench after the striker hinted at leaving the club in a recent interview. So he's been put on the naughty step. Much to Colin's uh, enjoyment, probably. <coughs> He seems like he's a bad egg. He is. He has a bit of trouble, hasn't he? A couple of times already. Pulis must feel like he's been mugged off in the last night because there must have been interested parties in him in January, and they just he made the decision to keep him. And I feel like Mm. he turned on him like the second it was too. He knew it was he was trapped. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, he had to come on after 18 minutes because the goalscoring legend Victor Enchebi got injured. So. Barahino was off his naughty step and on the pitch. Uh, that was the first of three draws today. Newcastle won, Stoke won was the second draw. This was a, took a while to get going, this one, didn't it? Paints the second half, really, before uh, Colback scored. If he should have been on the pitch is a, another thing we'll get onto in a minute. But uh, Peter Crouch with a, a late, late header. Lovely header as well, I thought. Like an arcing header that just looped into the goal. Uh, both teams are... Relatively safe, tenth and eleventh between them. And it's one of them, Ross, isn't it? As you say, that they're both in the Newcastle zone. Yeah. Um, Going to be okay. Mm. Carver's got the job to the end of the season. If he, I still think that's an odd appointment. It's the easy appointment, isn't it? It requires no money at all. I'm sure he's not even had a pay rise for it. You, you won on that, didn't you, Adam? Oh, was it Tom who had Carver? Mm. I, won on, I won on Redknapp being fired. Yeah. We're all winners. Ah, oh, that was it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Apart from me, <laughs> who put 10 quid on um, Perez Hilton to win Celebrity Big Brother. Well, what have we learned? <laughs> don't, don't bet against Katie Price, mate. Yeah, That's not in country. Yeah. To be fair, I've had an absolutely terrible weekend betting today. (laughs) Not today, just this weekend. It's because there's no NFL anymore, that's why. No, that wasn't going too well for me either. (laughs) Let's talk West Ham Man United. Uh, West Ham took the lead through Kuyate. Nice little goal. Uh, Danny Blind in the 93rd minute with the equaliser. Just pretty much one-way traffic from what I saw. It was all Man United. Uh, Luke Shaw sent off late in the game. Yeah, silly. Yeah, there's no need to make that, really. Just leave him. Uh, David De Gea was absolutely outstanding. Mm. I, I enjoyed the... Um, because there West Ham runs the Kosh, and the one sub that uh, Sam Allardyce made was to take off Valencia, who was basically ineffective, just standing up front, and bring on Jarvis as an outlet. And I thought that was a really good move. Obviously, it backfired because Man United scored, but a lot of managers, I think, would have taken Valencia off and put a centre-back on, or... Something like that. To make it more secure at the back, which yeah, maybe would have been a good idea. It was just baffling. I'd... Manchester United baffle me. <laughs> <laughs> Losing games you can accept, but you would expect them to be playing well by February. I don't... Yeah. It's like Van Hals or some sort of charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was Carragher. Oh, Gary Neville said that uh, I think he said that they played quite well in the end or something to that effect and they really hadn't it was they got they got through the game I think was a point which <laughs> worked out better than they could have hoped four or five minutes earlier fairly poor slate of games for Sunday don't let don't let don't, that doesn't mean don't doesn't mean Sky aren't going to build it up don't <laughs> take that you can't take that away from them right <laughs> uh, so that is pretty much all for this week uh, make sure you head over to marilpost.com there's been some excellent articles going up all the time um, we also post the podcast on there every week now as well so you can listen to it on there whilst scrolling through the articles but this was some great work by Peter Swallow uh, our, he's a Middlesbrough fan and he's well he's like a pig in shit recently they're, they're doing very <laughs> well <laughs> and also some great work by uh, Colin Render as well as he uh, pops up with his articles every now and then Let's have some more, please. Uh, if you do want to write for us, then get in touch with uh, me personally on Twitter at RossBell1984 or contact us at Man on the Post on Twitter or email um, any of us 
well, I say any of us, email Colin, me, or Adam. Um, uh, our first name's at manofthepost.com, and we'll be able to sort you out with writing on the website. Uh, Colin, where can they people find you on Twitter? On Twitter, I am at CAS, that's C-A-S-707. And Adam? Uh, Adam, SA 101. Okay, don't forget to download the Mano Post Extra Time, which uh, previews all of the games uh, coming up for the weekend. Uh, there's a new podcast out, well, as you hear this, there'll be another one from a, a day before, with uh, every week host Chris and whoever's available to join him. It was the, the excellent Joseph Cawthorn this week, wasn't it, Colin? Yep, yep, very good podcast. Yeah, I edited that, so uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. He said he's, he's a bit of a trooper, isn't he? Wasn't he on his phone outside work, something to do the podcast? Yeah, I think he left his, his laptop or his computer or something at home, and then he, he had to set up his phone in order to, to record via Skype. Um, I believe he was recording from outside, so God knows how much that would have cost him on, on 3G or 4G. Um, so, yeah. You lose it, Joe. Yeah, well done, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but excellent effort. Well done. Um, so until next week, it is goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. And goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And always remember to have your man on the post. <laughs> yeah, wh- wh- while you do that, Adam, um, yeah, a little uh, faux pas on my point. I, uh, because I, in our last podcast, um, I got uh, pilloried for my Harry Kane puns, um, which, which relates Not- to being Kane and Abel, right? <laughs> but uh, that featured all over the press <coughs> today, so they're, they're obviously listening. <laughs> um, but I didn't manage to get my uh, this week's Harry Kane. Uh, we didn't really talk about Harry Kane, did we? No. <laughs> and Roy Hodgson was there as well, so that was interesting. He looked so grumpy. <laughs> that's, that's Roy Hodgson, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I was just going to try and say something along the lines of Harry Kane, you know, he's, he's proven now that he's he's got his strength, he can hit with his left foot, his right foot, he's, he's got power, and that power comes from kinetic energy. Oh... I know, I know that, that yeah, the barrel's running low, but I mean, <laughs> tell you what, if the Daily Mirror want it, they can have it next week. <laughs> you gonna sell it to them, are you? Well, the stole my Cain and Abel. There's a there's a wrestler called Cain, and whenever he makes an entrance, uh, fire shoots from the four corners of the ring. Oh, and that happened when uh, Harry Kane scores a goal. Well, just the corner flags, all just yeah, all, all four of them go- little like um, flares that go off. Go shit mental. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It could work. I'd enjoy watching Spurs games more. I, I just want him to appear from nowhere and become a first team 11 starter for England. And then we go into the Euros. And then all, all of the European journalists are just like, who on earth is Harry Kane? Who's this fella? It's so, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the tall fella near Rooney. What's him? Yeah. <laughs> It could happen as well, couldn't it? The front two of Harry Kane and Jay Rodriguez. That scare the world, wouldn't it? Well, not Rodriguez. <laughs> I prefer him to Kane, to be honest. Oh, you've changed your tune. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came round to Jay Rodriguez last season when he was just amazing most of the time. Right, what I've done is I've gone on to TripAdvisor. Right. And I've just gone and looked at some quite famous attractions, and I'm just going to read you some of the. I'm just going to read you parts of really bad reviews okay. of some very famous places, and you've got to tell me. And the first, which the first one of you to guess which where it is wins. Okay. There's five. There's five attractions, so we're going to have a winner. <laughs> so are these UK attractions. Good question, Colin. No, <laughs> they right, are not limited. They are not limited to the UK, and we're not talking about <coughs> just hotels or anything. We're talking about sites or things. These, yeah, everyone knows these things. 
I can't. Right. Not, there's not. There's no way that you have not heard about these places. It's not me talking about a really good bed and breakfast <laughs> just off the A two forty. So right. Very niche game. <laughs> so um, I think. Am I going to narrow it down for you? I so can't narrow the first one. Okay, right. But the first one's got the... Because this has got an absolutely brilliant review. Okay. Um, so th- this person, um, her name is Michelle, she's from Midtown, New Jersey. Okay. And she visited in January 2015, so recent. Yeah. And she said, her review, site is amazing, surrounding area sucks. Don't frequent restaurant by carousel, because host is nuts. She will chase you into the restrooms after buying multiple drinks because her main concern is the restrooms, not the service. Like the old curse words in French as you occupy the stall, Les Miserables comes to mind. Poor, wretched women. Hmm. The Eiffel Tower. It is indeed the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) Forgets to mention it once. More concerned about some woman who chased her around. More about toilets than the actual thing. Yeah, most of the other most of the other bad reviews on the Eiffel Tower are about bad. Uh, they're just people who are unhappy with the queues. <laughs> so lesson for you there. This is possibly one of the best reviews I've ever seen. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to um, leave bits of this out. So bear with me while I'm reading this because some of it gives it away. Okay. But when the I'll tell you that this is. Um, Dong, his name is Dong Tard, what? and he's from Melbourne, Australia. And his review is obviously, as with all of these, one star. <laughs> and um, his, his, the title of his review is just, What's the Big Deal? <laughs> um, right. Start, and then he reiterates that first line of his review, What's the Big Deal? I'm going to have to edit some of this out. Um... You've got to get a boat out there, which is expensive, and once you're there, you're too close to take a proper picture of it. And when you're on the mainland, you're too far away to take a proper picture of it. <laughs> the only way to take a proper picture of it is to do a helicopter around it, which you, which is, you guessed it, expensive. <laughs> After all, it's just blank. The model obviously wasn't that big, so it obvi- it's obviously not an accurate representation of the model. Save your money, stay at home, and play video games. <laughs> uh, I want to say Alcatraz. Then. No. Because the boat out to it. Right, <coughs> no, Colin? No, sorry, my internet broke up a little bit there, so I uh, didn't get the, the full... Full thing. Um, and any clues? Are we talking UK? Uh, we're not talking in the UK. Ah. I don't know, I'm struggling with this one. All right, what, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a little bit more of the review because I cut a little bit of out because I thought it gave it away. Okay. This is par- this is a whole paragraph I cut out. The French gave it to the Americans, and then the Americans get ah, all about it. <laughs> When reminded that it was given to them by a bunch of cheesy and surrender monkeys. <laughs> but, yes. yeah, you, you are correct. It is indeed the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> right, one all. Oh, game one. <laughs> right, so this person, is, this is um, from Mervyn. He's from, he's from Atrium in the UK. And he was most disappointed. One star. Visited December 2014. Having been looking forward to seeing the blank, I got quite a shock when I got there. As soon as you go there, through, you go through security checks, you will be pestered until you leave by people trying to sell cheap, tacky souvenirs <laughs> or simply harassing you for money. Apart from the police, and now this is in capitals, I'm not going to actually shout it, right. everyone is going to pester, plague and annoy you for money. <laughs> I'm going to go inside blank and had to leave my camera with a security guard at the entrance. On exiting the blank, the security guard holding onto my camera said, I look after your camera, you give me money. (laughs) Every time I tried to take a photo, which is strange, I didn't think he had his camera (laughs) or a video, someone would try and walk into the shot and ask me for money because they're in the picture. 
these people were like mosquitoes. Feels a bit racist <laughs> in the way that they swarmed around the tourists and every bit as annoying. Considering they would have passed through security, the constant pestering completely ruined what should have been a fascinating experience. They should be removed from the area. <laughs> um, the shard. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm reckoning it's something in London, uh, Buckingham Palace. Okay, you're in the wrong continent. I'm thinking Great Wall of China. Oh. You're also in the wrong continent. Okay, how many continents have we got left? <laughs> Four. Sydney um, Opera House. No, hold on, I'm going to find another another review that's worth, see if I can get... Um, the White House. No. So, the blank are nice to look at, and are definitely something to see. However, if that is... Oh, the pyramids! If that is, if you, s- it is the pyramid. Oh, this person starts talking about dying dead horses. <laughs> <laughs> right now, two one, Ross. Come on, you got, you've got to win this to stay in it. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to give you the first clue here. Is this one is by someone called Smoggy Missionary <laughs> from Stockton on Tees. And they visited in November 2014. There's a big clue here because the um, the title of it is Rip Off Britain at Its Worst. <laughs> I've already got a thought about this, but I'll, I'll leave it. Stops and Antilles in the north, isn't it? Is it? Disgusted. Having visited the attraction and being relieved of £49.20 pence per adult was to say disappointing at a cheap but costly imitation. The staff need training to recognise that they are there to be pleasant and assist patrons. And as for the signs and announcements regarding patrons only being allowed to smoke in designated areas, they were totally disregarded by the would-be cancer patients and the miserable-looking staff. (laughs) To add insult into injury, we were relieved of a further £6 per vehicle in order to leave the establishment, merging on highway robbery. As there is no other way of accessing save joining a, co- a coach excursion. I don't know. I'm blanking on this one. I reckon Colin. Silverstone. Formula One. No. no. Uh, Blackpool Tower. No, because not... You can't keep guessing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a joke. You can. That was a joke. Stonehenge. <laughs> uh, Is it in London? No and no. Oh, okay. The Angel of the North. <laughs> no. Um, so is it something that's a replica of something else? So right, I'm going to read, read this one. This one, this <laughs> review was called Nightmare in Blank. Um, this is going to be a bit faster singer first because I think it probably gives it away quite quickly. Don't go during the school holidays. Packed. No staff at ride entrance to... Height check people, dirty toilets, overpriced food, queues that make you want to commit suicide. <laughs> will not be back. Save up and go to Disneyland. It is indeed Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been through all those thoughts as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alton Towers is Fort Park for people who like a walk. Yes. <laughs> you have to walk everywhere, don't you? You're really so don't. far apart. Now, right, it's, it, I was hoping this would happen. Because I've I've actually saved the best one to last. I'm not sure if anyone's going to get this. But it's just fun to read through them. So um, uh, let's find the best one of these, because I've got multiple bad reviews for this. (laughs) And and what I like about this the most, Ross, is it's so (laughs) (laughs) football-related. I think people listening to us don't actually like the football. That's that's a good point. Uh, no, that, some of these people have actually the reviews, the words are bad, but they've given them too many marks. I'm uh, only after one star reviews. <laughs> right, the, the, this person has um, just titled their review July thirteen. Don't even bother. The tour guide was unfriendly, and the headset was faulty. There is human ashes on display in one part of the museum. The tour is long with very little time to rest and sit down, which gave me a bad back. I really wouldn't recommend going here. Human ashes. 
Pompey. No. Guy. Not not the, like the Jewish Museum in Germany. Auschwitz. Auschwitz. It is Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, is, that, is that a draw? Because we both helped on that, I didn't we? <laughs> this person actually gave Auschwitz one star. Oh, God. <laughs> Four people found his review helpful. <laughs> Holy shit. There is, let me. We're done with that now, but let me just because there is a generally one that's supposed to be really good about a person reviewing. Just that, that's well done, Ross. Because we both we both came together there, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> Here's another one. Disappointing tour of a harrowing location. I'm not raising the camp here, as obviously raising a place of horrific genocide would be ridiculous. <laughs> Yes. What I'm rating is the tour and the experience. Visiting the camp, I expected to feel overwhelmed, shocked and horrified, but I didn't, and I don't think that's the fault of my emotions. <laughs> Walking under the famous gate of Auschwitz wasn't as depressing as I thought it would be. Our guide was very good, but left little time to pause and contemplate. There were too many big groups around, crowding the place. I was, it was noisy, and inside the museum buildings, cramped. The guide moved us through too quickly, and I felt like we didn't see much. Nothing shocks me, other than the pile of human hair. Jesus. I had seen worse on the TV and the internet. I know it sounds gruesome, but when you visit a place like this, you want to be shocked, but I saw nothing new. Just right that, there, just thinking. And that review was left by Herr Commandant Goebbels. <laughs> Think about where you are and what Hello. you're complaining about. Yeah. Oh, it was what a bit cramped. What's happened to that place? And it's all about the crampness of it. And the person who's saying there wasn't, you had to sit down and I had a bad back. <laughs> that was the least of their problems. <laughs> I might have to cut that last joke out. That's. Mm, mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that. Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> cut, what you, cut what you said and everything after it. <laughs>